Hey, this is I Saw That Movie MCB, and this is Mark. Hello. I used to work in a video store, and he lives in one. We're going to talk about a movie today. I don't know what the movie is. He's watched it. You know. And hopefully, I'll know soon. <laughs> hopefully? <laughs> You're definitely going to know soon. Nah, we're just going to talk for we're fucking just gonna four hours, yeah, and well. I'm never going to tell you what the movie is. <laughs> uh, yeah, what are we going to talk about, man? What's going on? What's happening? What's cracking? So, we live in this great burg of Seattle. What was your favorite grunge band? I guess oh, my God. Be, that'd be a good one. Really going to start there? Yeah, bro. Why not? <laughs> I'm a Soundgarden guy. I know you are. You know I am. I know you are. Uh, I also enjoyed the Alice in Chains. Uh-huh. I never really liked Pearl Jam. Mm. And like, I like Nirvana. Nirvana is my- that was, your favorite. That was my, my, my thing. Yeah. When I was 12. I mean, you were like forty-six. I was I was really old. Grunge happened. I was twelve. I had my my first of my three families uh, when grunge was happening. <laughs> what about the candle box? Do you like the candle box? Uh, my brother got thrown out of a candle box show in Newark, Delaware, for eating fake fruit off of a train. <laughs> <laughs> He picked up a fake strawberry. Be- because I know him, it, that does not surprise me. Like, Removed from the camera. They were like, show. what the fuck? Yeah. Did he stick another banana up his ass? Why did they remove him for eating fake fruit? He picked up a fake strawberry, took a bite out of it. People weren't amused. <laughs> I got thrown out of a Waffle House or eating crayons once. <laughs> so, you know, runs in the family. Different rules over there in New Jersey. <laughs> I was like, give me, I was drunk. Give me the kids' crayon. Give me that crayon. I ate it, and they're like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You're not a server like, fuck you. You are not getting a waffle. Um, So Nirvana, your favorite? Yeah, that was my jam. Nirvans. So here, (laughs) when I was, uh, you know, 1992, I'm 11 going on 12 (laughs) years old. Really? uh, Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, and you know, grunge is hitting big, and I really liked Pearl Jam. I really did. You were a Pearl Jam guy. Huh? I really did, and I was gonna get ten. My mom was gonna take me to Ames Department Store to buy ten on cassette tape, and then my dickhead brother tells her, "Don't let Mark buy that tape because the songs are about drugs." And my mom immediately is like, well, you can't have that tape then. And I'm like playing her even flow and being like, what's wrong with this? Like, I'm a fucking kid. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I still don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what any musician is talking about ever, honestly. I think uh, Pearl Jam songs, every song's about the same thing. And I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> but it's about the same thing. And it's not about the song. For me, it's just about the jam. I mean, yeah, I mean, jam. you know. They jam. They don't need me. To like no, they don't legitimize need, they don't need you or me to they, legi- yeah. legitimize their standing in the musical music scene. They're doing just fine. Yeah, they're fine. So she takes me to the Ames department store and I buy Nevermind instead, a record that's definitely all about drugs. That's about drugs. <laughs> and that was where my life that's where it skewed. There's a alternate timeline where my asshole brother didn't tell my mom not to let me buy ten. And I'm a completely different person because I listen to that kind of grunge. You're like you're like a deadhead now. I'm like a you're a forty year old deadhead. I have like a real job. You're listening to <laughs> you follow fish in the summer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally who uh so but I'm glad because you know Nirvana then led me into all the other bands that I really enjoy. But then Nirvana of course, you know, then you kind of do this backtrack on punk where, you know, it's like 
oh, well, the Ramones exist, and fucking this, that, and the other, and that leads you into, like, metal and shit. Pearl Jam would have led me to just listening to Pearl Jam, like my dickhead brother. Hello, Kevin, you dick. That motherfucker, let me tell you a story about this asshole. He bought, like... Besides there... <laughs> that story about him eating fake fruit? Okay, let's do this. Well, I can tell you it's all their gross story. One time he dropped a slice of pizza face down on the street of Philadelphia, picked it up and ate it. He is coronavirus. Anyway, um, what was I talking about about You're him? You're going to tell a story about him. Oh. Pearl Jam. Uh, oh, Pearl Jam once put out, they were putting out live CDs for like every show they played and like, I don't remember sure. what this yeah, yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. scam was. This motherfucker bought all of them. Wow. They were all the same fucking set. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Just right, right. in different places. He bought every single one. There's like fucking 40 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On CD? Yes. <laughs> On CD. <laughs> Can't even play them now. No. Who's got CD players? <laughs> no one. Oh, you say CD player, people look at you they're like, I'll fucking kill you, pal. He's a, he's a super Pearl Jam fan. He loves them. Just, oof. Yeah. And, and we could have shared that, Kevin. He fucked it up. We have a seven-year age difference, and we could, have, we could have had that in common. But now I'm just talking shit on you on a podcast that only you listen to. <laughs> Congratulations. So is Amy. Amy listens to it as well. Oh, wife. oh your wife, not yeah. my sister, Amy. Not your sister, Amy. She doesn't listen to anything that I do. No. Nah. She does not think I'm a normal human being at all. <laughs> anyway, the reason I'm bringing up grunge is today we're going to talk about singles. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor it. Have we not talked about singles before? No. That's cray cray. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> I don't know. You want to try That's again? crazy. There. You want to talk about singles? I'm going to leave the cray cray in. Oh, nice. That's cray cray in the bay bay. <laughs> Never heard that before. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I'm just saying words. Uh, okay, singles. Cam and Crow. Singles, Cam and Crow. That's Cray Cray and the Crow Crow. <laughs> what do you think of singles? Anyway. I like singles. I have fond memories. I mean, it's. I mean, I've seen. I saw it a bunch. You know, I haven't watched it in a while. How, how old were you in 1992? I was uh, 22. Hold what? on. Are you 50? Yeah, I'll be 50 this year. Oh my God! Are you shitting me? No, man. Oh. I'm not shitting you. Holy. Look at my beard. <sighs> I can't believe you're going to die soon. <laughs> Real soon. <laughs> God, that bums me out. Yeah. Well, believe, oh. how do you think it makes me feel? I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about singles. <laughs> well, in fact, it sounds like singles was like right perfect for me, right? Because these people were like early 20s, mm -hmm. right? Grunge. They hit your demographic. They really did. They really did. I mean, they're all white, so they they're super white. They didn't hit there's that demographic. There's no people of color. <laughs> there in that is movie. ne'er no. a black person. It's to a be camera. Seen. It's a Cameron Crow movie. There's no brown people. Uh, there. Thinking back about this movie, Campbell Scott was the one that seemed a little out of place. <laughs> Campbell Scott. He was the one like buttoned up guy. The man with a last name for his first name and a first name for his last name. A oh, fuck names their kids Campbell. He was, uh, he was. I really like that soup. Are you there? 
Hey, hey, I really like Campbell's Chunky Chicken Soup. I really like all those soups they put out. I get the labels and I cut the labels off and I plaster my whole wall downstairs with soup labels because I like Chunky Chicken and cream of mushroom and cream of whatever. I don't care. But my wife said she's pregnant and we're going to name the kid Campbell after the soups. You remember that? Uh, that was Rex Grossman. That I was Rex doing. Grossman, yeah. That, yeah. That character I used to do. Sexy Rexy. Rex Grossman, who is a was a quarterback for the Bears, but I started doing this impression of him that's nothing like him. Unless you look at a picture, I, unless you're looking at a picture of Rex Grossman <laughs> while you do that, you're like, oh yeah, that's how he sounds. <laughs> and he's obsessed with soup. He does. That's, he likes. He that's likes the soup. whole gag. Rex Grossman loves, and his grandmother uh, calls him Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> That's, that was part, we used to call him Sexy Rex. Part of the gag. Yeah, Sexy Rex. Gross <laughs> from Chi Town, my town. <laughs> this movie is about Sea Town, Me Town. Sea Town, Me Town. That's <laughs> pretty. That's pretty appropriate. There it is. Uh, um, Campbell Scott was the guy who he's the character who got the Steve. He got the girl pregnant, and then they had. The hey accent. man, you're like spoiling the whole fucking right, movie. Well, like, <laughs> you're get into it. Talk about the movie. I feel like every character besides Matt Dillon's character is out of place in this film. But it might be because Cameron Crowe wrote this film in 1988 and then just uh, morphed it into a movie about grunge when grunge hit. Did he? Mm-hmm. So it, okay, so it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't Bridget Fonda. It was Kira Cedric. My bad. Yeah, she is very... She doesn't yeah, fit yeah, in. They, uh, yeah. The I two main seen... characters do not seem like the type of people. But let's get into it. Go for it. Uh, we open up with a bunch of random shots of Seattle. Establish where we are. Again, some grunge is kicking in the background. This is Grunge Town. Which is the replacements, actually. It's not that song. Anyway. <laughs> Elaborate. What's your point? <laughs> Carry on. Are you saying that they're not a grunge? The replacements? Yeah. No. When did the replacements come out? They just weren't grunge. Uh, they were like Midwest rock. Huh. I yeah, think. this movie should have had just just Seattle bands as the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, boy. So there's a shot of downtown. Here's the Space Needle, that giant eyesore that everyone loves so much. There's a ferry going across the Puget, Puget Sound. Sound over to Bramerton. Then here's downtown again because there's not really much else besides those three things. Now we got that giant fucking Ferris wheel down on the pier. Have you frequented that I have gone to the Ferris you've wheel. You've gone to the Great Wheel. The Great Wheel. I've done the Great Wheel. Yes. The Great Wheel. I have not. It's a Ferris wheel. I bet. I was turned off by the idea that there'd be other people in the car with me. Oh. I can't just get on by myself. You have to get. <laughs> you have to. I mean, you could now. Nobody. Uh, no. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Nobody's down there. Now's the, the time. Because of the coronavirus. Now's the time to hit up the uh, the wheel. But. Oh, and then we get a shot of some grungers walking down Broadway. Then we cut to a blue screen with just everybody's name because we've run out of Seattle landmarks. But wait, Pike Place Market pops up. Boom. The Neptune back when it was a movie theater. There it is. Look at it go. Good stuff. I saw uh, Night Watch at the Neptune. The olden days. Did you ever go to a movie at the Neptune? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> God, what was the last movie I saw there? It was maybe like a foreign film. The only one I saw there was Night Watch. I saw um, the uh, Coen Brothers film. No Country for Old Men. I saw No Country for Old Men there. Oh. Which was pretty amazing. Well, that's cool. And some shitty uh, movie from... Uh... God damn. <laughs> <laughs> he is 50. Oof. <laughs> 
Ah. Man, he took his headphones off so he could think <laughs> what is happening. <laughs> yeah, I saw No Country Old Men there. It was really good. Yeah, that's one of my faves. You know, Night Watch. You ever seen Night Watch? Is that their, the like... Russian... Yeah. Yeah. Vampire movie or some shit. Yeah. So in the theater, it had really cool subtitles, a really cool subtitle design, uh, where they would, like, have the subtitles yeah. kind of disintegrate and do all this other shit. When they put it out on DVD, they just had normal subtitles. What the fuck is that about? Lame. It's super weird, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's a part of the whole thing. Yeah. Right? That's a part of the, the style. So, like... What? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Did the other subtitles disappear from Earth somehow? <laughs> Fuck it. I don't know. What, what are we talking? We're talking about singles. So we meet Kira Sed- Sedgwick, right? Very good. Sedgwick. Sedgwick. Yes, she's yeah. married to Kevin Bacon. Oh, she is. Yeah. That's what she's doing. I can marry the old fucking Footloose. I can. What was that movie where he? Stir Echoes, that was the one I was just thinking of. <laughs> Those are the two Kevin Bacon movies, I know. Stir of Echoes. Tremors. <laughs> Tremors. Ooh, Tremors. Yeah. What a great movie. So I think he was in A Few Good Men, mm. Animal House. Mm. He's in a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, that's why they have the six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> He's in everything. Yeah. So Kira Sedgwick is talking to the camera. About moving into her own place. Instead of doing voiceover, they have those people talk directly to cameras. Yeah. They're like doing shit, walking and talking yeah. to the camera. <laughs> and she's stoked because the house has it's a garage and she has a garage door opener. These days, the house that she lives in would cost about $4 million. <laughs> like, uh, or it's a condo at this point. They just ran it over and built something else there. So one day she's standing out front of a pet store looking at some puppies. A foreign guy walks up to her and they strike up a conversation. Then she gets in her car and it won't start. And the guy comes up and he offers to help. And they go to a garage and they're sitting around talking. And he says, I'm going to U of W college. Wow, really? They U, just give U of a, W. And she's like, it's U-Dub. They give uh, old Washington. Oh, they, they drop all University kinds of. Washington a little shout. It's called U-Dub. Yeah, she's like, it's U-Dub. <laughs> and he draws her face, and it's some abstract bullshit drawing of her face. And then they go to the fucking fish market, the fucking Pike Place market, and then he has a crab in his hand, and he waves a crab in her face. They're having a blast. Yeah. You know? Pike Place market. They're going to throw that fish. Let's see it. It's Cameron Crowe, dude. Throw these fucking fish. This is Cameron Crowe type stuff happening. Oh, he, does he have other movies where they wave it's crabs just, yeah. in his faces? <laughs> very Seattle prominent, this movie. Yes. Yes. Very much so. At work, Kira tells her friend about the guy she met. He's from Spain. His visa's she's, running she's, out. She's a coffee. She works. She's a barista, right? No, no. She works for the Department of Ecology or something. Okay. Or like works for... It's Bridget Fonda that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And uh, I knew there was a barista Matt, in this Matt movie. Matt Dillon also works at the coffee shop. Right. She's telling her friend his visa's running out. Maybe I could marry him to keep him here. Like all kinds of crazy bullshit. And her friends is like, why don't you just get in them jeans? You know, see what's going on down in Jeans Town. So that night, the dude gives her a ring. She gives him her garage door open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That means they're together. So you can always have a place to park. Oh. Uh, and then they jeans up. Because even then, you couldn't park in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> 1992. <laughs> they get them jeans off, and they go on down to Jeans Town. And then the next morning, she wakes up to a phone call on an actual phone. 
<laughs> it's, it's attached. It's got a string that holds the phone to the base and a dial on it. <laughs> a you, rotary phone. That you that it takes forever to is call. Is it anyone. even on the wall? Or is it just No, it's just sitting on the floor. Sitting on the, yeah. He calls her and he's like, I'm at the airport and I'm leaving goodbye. And she's like, what a, you know, because his visa's running out. Friend from work asks Kira if she blew him. Did you do anything else besides fuck? You know, and they never really, uh, <laughs> they never expound on that. She's never like, yeah, I went, we went 69. And, you know, there's never any of that. <laughs> and, the, okay, this is when she starts talking about marrying the dude. When he comes back, like, you know, I could marry him. And then he, fucking zero to 60 in one day. <laughs> he must have been good. He must have been good at jeans. At the pipe. Oh. <laughs> Uh, And the friend is like, well, if you get married, are we still going to go out dancing? And they cut immediately to them dancing at Rebar. (laughs) Nice. They don't belong in this. In Rebar. In Rebar. Yeah. There were two, like, very normal people. They're not grungy. They're pretty pretty buttoned up. Yeah. And they're in, like, the Rebar. Uh, And it's, like, Rebar. Yeah. And there's fucking Pearl Jam's playing. He's on and they're dancing to that. Well, they're not dancing to anything because the thing was shot in silence and then they just threw some music over top of it. Uh, if anybody who doesn't know film that well, whenever you're watching a dance scene, that music is not playing. <laughs> Unless it's like an actual choreographed scene where they'd have to be dancing to the music. If it's just people dancing in a room, they're dancing to nothing. And that's why when you look at a dance scene, it looks like they're not dancing on beat with anything because they're not. (laughs) Because they just threw a song in that they got licensing for sometime during editing. And they're like, yeah, that's a good... So, yeah, they're dancing to fucking Pearl Jam. They're they're dancing to quietness. (laughs) To quiet. (laughs) Anyway, Kira goes to the bar and she spots... The dude that she had jeans with. Oh, he's there. He's sitting across the bar, huh. hitting on some other woman, and she realized she'd been played like, the, like a fiddle in the worst way. And outside, she cries to her friend, and that's when I noticed that it was actually rebar because you see the sign. <laughs> this is rebar, and I was like, "Oh, it's fucking rebar. That place is still there for now." <laughs> oh. Because Seattle's dying, everyone. Stop Seattle's <laughs> dying. It's dying. Uh, they're, they're currently buying anything that had any kind of culture, destroying it, and building a condo in its place. Showbox is next. Rebar's there still, <laughs> but maybe not for much longer. Yes. Sure. Anyway, uh, next, Kira goes shopping for garage door openers. <laughs> because she gave hers away. Right. This is the kind of shit that people worried about before the internet. Like, I had to go to a store... And buy a garage door opener. <laughs> now you just drive up to the fucking thing and it opens by itself. It knows. It knows you're there. Next, we meet Campbell Scott. Do you think people call him Cam? Camp? Sure. Belly? Bell. Bell Bell? Camby? Yeah, it's kind of an awkward name. I just call him Scott. He seems a little, like I said earlier, he seems a little out of place in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he <laughs> certainly does. He's telling a story to the camera about his last breakup. Who cares? Uh, he tells us it's this whole high school drama bullshit chain of people. Like, I was dating her, but then she started doing this guy, but that guy was doing her, and her was doing this. And it's just like, oh, okay. Singles. Uh, yeah, fucking singles. Am I right? But Cam- Campbell, he's, he's a sensitive guy. He just wants to meet the right woman. 
you know. Then then he talks about his parents a little bit, and I'm like zoning out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. He's like, I was scarred as a child because my mom took me into a doctor to talk about sex and uh there's a scene of him as a child with a doctor yelling at him like and the penis goes into the vagina and then the genes happens genes time and then he's like you know what i'm gonna forget about girls i'm gonna concentrate on work which i can't wait to get into what he does for a job because it's so it's it's so appropriate. Do they do they go this deep into every character? Because I remember no. I remember that like flashback to when he's a kid. Just those two, and it's like this shot from underneath, and Doctor's mm-hmm. like real big, yep. right? Yeah. But like they don't just those two. It's, uh, I think they go they go a little bit into Matt Dillon's character because he's literally the m- most interesting character. Well, I was thinking that Bridget Fonda and, he, and, and him Bridget are, Fonda, yeah. are the most or more interesting characters. Yes, they most certainly are. And they fit Seattle <laughs> for right. the time. They're actually stereotypical Seattleite of the time, white and in the grunge. Right. So now we go to the Java stop, whatever that is. If that's a real place, I don't know. This is where we meet Bridget Fonda. She works there. She's 23. She's talking to, about her boyfriend, Matt Dillon. Let <laughs> me get this shot. God, it's so funny. Uh, she's talking about Matt Dillon and how he's a musician. Matt Dillon is in a grunge band called Citizen Dick. Right. Uh, with people from Pearl Jam. <laughs> and they do this shot while she's talking about him of him playing acoustic guitar and laying down on the ground and it's from over top looking at his face and then he kind of moves over and he's laying next to Jimi Hendrix's tombstone <laughs> and he like smiles at the camera and nods <laughs> and it just really establishes his character as just a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty uh, aloof. Let's yeah. just say that. But Bridget Fonda, she's enamored with him and doesn't really care about how dumb he is, and he obviously doesn't give a shit about her, but she doesn't seem to care about that either. We go to band practice, Citizen Dick band practice. Strangely enough, we have Eddie Vedder as the drummer of Citizen Dick. We have Jeff Amet as the bassist, and I believe it was Stone Gossard, or the other guy from Pearl Jam is there as well. Mike McCready. It was, I think it was Stone and not McCready. It's Stone and McCready, yeah. Yeah. Stone's tall, taller than McCready. Yeah, I think it's Stone. That's yeah. an, I wrote it down later because so, <laughs> I didn't know who he was. I met Jeff Amet one time. He played, at, he played at my job. Uh, <laughs> I unlocked the door to let him in, and he shook my hand. He said, hey, man, I'm Jeff. And I went, man, I know who you are. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what did he say to that <laughs> he just laughed <laughs> I was like you don't have to like we don't have to play these games <laughs> I was like I'm Mark you don't know who I am but come on man <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty dead on it's fine it sounds pretty dead we on we don't have to pretend I used to see him at uh, at Sonic games all the time huh it's a big Sonic fan basketball guy yeah yeah too bad he's a nice guy maybe he'll be at the Seattle uh, Dragons games <laughs> I don't know what that means <laughs> Yeah. What you don't follow I, the XFL? No, I, I I make fun of the XFL. You don't care about the Dragons? No, I don't. You don't care about them winning the hundred million dollar. Fred game? loves the Dragons. He got season tickets. He is all in on the Dragons. Season tickets to the Dragons. Right. <laughs> what about the Seattle hockey team when that exists? I'm kind of stoked about that. The Seattle Freeze. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, the Seattle Condos. Terrible. The Seattle Sockeyes. I'm really interested to see what they name that team. Because I'm sure it's going to be... The Zalmans. It's going to be something stupid. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not going to be good. No. 
So Bridget Fonda comes in the band practice. She throws herself at Matt Dillon and is hugging on him and talking to him. And he's like, you know, I'm still seeing other people, right? We're not exclusive. But she doesn't believe that. She's like, oh, you're crazy. Of course we're boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Then Jeff Amet comes in and delivers the line. He says, hey, Cliff, you got to move your truck, man. That's his line. <laughs> he says that. Heals it, crushes it. <laughs> uh, and he, he does all right on that line. And then Bridget Fonda starts running her mouth again at Matt Dillon, and he's like, you're being really weird. <laughs> and then Jeff and Matt enters again and goes, hey, Cliff, while we're young, which is a terrible line. It's a bad line. It's a tough line. So, like, it's a tough line you to give, give that. Yeah. You give that to an inexperienced actor. It's a tough line for a professional actor. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to to deliver that. Who in the fucking world has ever said, well, th- we're young? Rodney Dangerfield? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're young. I mean, you know, that's, there you he's go. good at it. If Jeff Amet was Rodney Dangerfield fucking falling down the steps and jumping up into the scene, that line would have been great. What if what if uh, Jeff Amet came in, said the first line, went out, and Rodney came in for the second <laughs> line and said it? Wow, we're young. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. And he goes, like, nobody even blinks. Would have been great. Come on, Cameron Crow. Or if Jeff had met, had come in and said, while we're young, like Rodney Dangerfield. That would have been great. Yeah. Because it's a shitty line. Hey, Cliff, while we're young. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great. I think we fixed this movie. Yeah. Fucking, all right, let's, uh... I'll call up Jeff, since we're old pals, and <laughs> we'll just reshoot that one thing, and we'll de-age him like uh, Ang Lee did to Will Smith. Sure, we'll do that. Anyway, next, some doofus, like, Campbell Scott has this doofus friend who's, like, kind in the movie, but kind of not, so I didn't bother to figure out who he is. He's showing Campbell Scott he's got a calculator watch. And he's like, I can fit 20 numbers. This is into all this watch. 1992. <laughs> I can fit 20 numbers into this watch, he says. And I'm going to fill it up tonight. 20 numbers into his calculator watch. <laughs> Children are not going to understand. Like, this movie you is can't, a. You can't use it's a, a time. It's a time Cal- capsule. Calculator watches are useless. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> the, the buttons are so small. Yeah. And there's no finger small enough to be able to use a fucking calculator watch properly. What is his character? It's like, uh, he's not grunge, but he's kind of bohemian, right? He's kind of like a, he's kind of like a hippie. Like, I don't know. Like, he's like a spin doctory kind of guy. Yeah, I guess like, you know, it just, none of it fits. Like, right. And he's friends with Campbell Scott and he lives in grunge town. Right. So yeah. it's like kind of weird. Like, yeah, yeah. And Campbell Scott doesn't really seem like, you know, he's like a nine to fiver, but then every now and then he's wearing a mud honey shirt. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I like this movie, by the way. I, you know, I have I have no real qualms with the film, other than it's really not about anything. But <laughs> so, so they go to an Allison Chain show. Yes, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's at Rock Candy because it's prime Allison Chain. It's Is at that Rock, Rock Candy. Candy. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know that place doesn't exist. I used to go to Rock Candy a lot oh. when I first moved up here. I'd go after work. Huh. I'd walk over there. What, what would Tear. You, what would you do? <laughs> I would see some crazy ass band play, <laughs> or I would see Lords of Acid play, or something. Oh god! Like that. <laughs> it was either that. It was either like some kind of like end of you know end of the era grungy thing going on, yeah. or 
Mm. Or some kind of like, you know, fucking super techno hardcore thing. Yeah, all right. Well, RIP Rock Candy. I filled up my calculator watch. <laughs> Did you? What does Amy think about that? <laughs> about you and your filled up calculator watch? <laughs> anyway, so Campbell Scott's standing in the crowd. Keir Sedgwick is standing in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're surrounded by like people in leather jackets and shit, like, like fucking rocking out. Alice and and these two nerds are just standing there like, oh, yes, Alice in Chains. What a nice band. Like, it doesn't make a lot oh, of have sense. Have a milt, please. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are shafts of light on top of them. Yes. Yeah. And this whole darkness oh, place. Oh boy. There's heroin being thrown around and shit. <laughs> right. And it's like, like it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Cool thing about this scene: Alice and Chains refused to play to playback. Like you know, they're like, "This is how you make movies. Like we play the song over loudspeakers, and, and you, you fake just fake and play. it." Yeah. And they're like, "No." So they fucking recorded them playing their shit live, and that's what you hear. Badass, and that's you know might be the one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, it's great. Soundgarden does it later in the movie. Spoilers. So Kira Sedgwick, Campbell Scott, they lock eyes, and Campbell makes his move, and Kira basically is like, "Yeah, not interested." Beat feet, pal. Then Allison Chains plays Wood, and that's super cool. <laughs> Oof, man, that's such <laughs> like, a good song. That's such a fun like that's dirt. A fun. Dirt as a record is solid 100%. Dirt's pretty good. That's my favorite of Alice in Chains' uh, discography. Wood and Stay Away is like, Rooster's good, of Mm -hmm. course, the classics, fucking We Die Young, but like Wood and Stay Away, Mm -hmm. quality. So Campbell then tries again, because he doesn't take no for an answer, I guess, gets rejected again. Then they run into each other again at a newsstand in Pioneer Square that I'm sure doesn't exist anymore because fucking newsstand fucking magazine who buys news yeah don't you have a phone so campbell scott says all right this is meant to be so he goes over they start to to chat it up but we don't hear what they're saying it's one of those scenes where they're chatting and the music's playing and they look like they're falling in love now they're having a nice chat they're having a good time they're having a great time Next day, back at the Java Hut or Hole, whatever it's called, uh, one of the friends... The, of the Java Hole. <laughs> That'd be a great name for a coffee shop. <laughs> one of the friends is explaining... She's talking about how she's going to do a video date. Do you remember these weird video date, video dating services from back in the day where you would go and you would film a video of yourself talking about the person? Why are you that- asking me if I remember <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember that. You don't? Okay, I do. You lying I, scumbag. <laughs> I do remember it, but of course I never did it. Uh, like, you remember when fucking Columbus sailed the ocean blue, for Christ's sake. You definitely <laughs> So you go in and record yourself, and then someone's like, I'll take number 103. Mm-hmm. And then they connect you, right? Yes. And then, yeah. Did you ever do this? No. <laughs> It's basically what, like, fucking, you know, it's like Tinder of 1992, I guess. I, I met people the old-fashioned way. I went to Clubbing a bar. them over I went the to head. a bar and got drunk, and then we hung out. That's that's how, oh. you, that's how you do it. Mm. That's weird. It sounds weird. It is pretty weird, right? Uh, now they just swipe on their phone until they get a match, and then they bone and never see each other again. <laughs> so, yeah, this woman's talking about getting doing a video date, and, you know, that's... That's her gimmick for the rest of the movie. Her name's Debbie. Oh, that's right. Debbie. And Debbie. she's trying to find a date. Yeah. And yeah. that Yeah, it's so weird. They have all these different parts and they 
they don't really concentrate on anybody. Right? I mean, they concentrate on Campbell's, Campbell Scott, Scott and, and Kira Sedgwick, and then everybody else just kind of they they kind of concentrate on Bridget Fonda and Matt Dillon as well. But then you have these other characters, but yeah, like the his other, friend, the yeah. Bohemian friend, and yeah. then the chick who wants to get a date through the yeah. video thing. Yeah. Next, we go to Campbell Scott's job, and now we can talk about his job. He All works, right, what's what's his job? He works for the city. He's trying to fix gridlock. He wants to put in a train. Ah. That'll fix the city. That's right. He I wants to make that. the super train. Yeah. Which, by the way, everyone, they finally built that, and they're still building it right now. And if you didn't listen to the Resident Evil episode and hear me complain about it, they fucking wrecked the Black Angus. Why? Why are you? Why are you bringing back the Black Angus? <laughs> because I'm so mad about it. Still, the Black Angus is now a parking lot for a light rail that's not going to be there until 2025. For fuck's sake, they're building the motherfucker right outside my door. Yeah, like at the end of the block. Is that the? That's the super train. That's the super train. That's the idea that Campbell Scott had. The yeah. big idea to fix. Gridlock. Yeah, to fix gridlock. They had gridlock in 1992 in Seattle. <laughs> It's 2020. And it's so much worse now. And they're still trying to figure it out. And the train's going, but nobody cares. The mayor, Tom Skerritt, in this movie that we'll get to later. Mayor's, Tom Skerritt's the mayor? <laughs> He's the mayor. Mayor! Yeah, Tom Skerritt says no to the super train. Spoiler for later in the movie. But he was right, because it hasn't solved shit. There's a point where they're having a meeting, and they have a map on the back wall behind one of the characters of where the super train will go. And it's literally... The same as the map of where the light rail goes. Oh, my God. And I'm like, did someone watch this movie and just be like, man, Campbell Scott was really on to something. We got to fucking get this thing going. Well, Seattle exists in a bottleneck, so it can only go north-south. <laughs> like, it can't go east-west because there's water on either side. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I, hilarious. The fact that this this major metropolitan area <laughs> just started building a subway like 10 years ago. <laughs> That sums up Seattle for you, honestly. Well, they never expected this many people to move here. Is what the deal is. <laughs> like they're like, no, no one's gonna want to live up here. We're not gonna, it'll be, we we have plenty of room. Nobody cares. But in '92, they were still like, we don't have enough room. <laughs> There's too many people here. Next. So he's a suit. He works. For the, works yeah, for the city. He, you know, he works for the city. Like it's like one of those offices where you don't like wear a tie or. What's anything. Kara Cedric do again? She works for like some ecology thing. Okay. She doesn't wear a tie either. These characters are are pretty. Na- I mean, they're on par here. These. I mean, they, what their jobs are. Yeah. Yeah. In Seattle. Mm-hmm. So next, they go to lunch. Kira and Campbell Scott and the dude from Sideways is his name James Gandolfini. What's that dude's <laughs> name? Like he's bald, red hair guy. I meant to look this up. Before I started. From Sideways? Yeah, like the main character in Sideways. He's always talking like this. <laughs> are you talking about, uh, who are you talking about? Who's the, who's the character in the movie? He, he's just a random dude that's in there. It's like one of his first roles. Giamatti. Giamatti. Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. James Gandolfini. What the fuck am I talking about? Paul Giamatti makes a little cameo. He's making out with a woman real hard. Really? In the booth next to him. Hilarious. And then he's like, what are you looking at? You know? Nice. After lunch, 
Campbell tries to ask Kira out for a follow-up date, but she gives him the brush off again, and then you see the reflection of the boom mic in the window of Campbell Scott's car. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> there it is. Doesn't she, he like rolls up the window or something? Or something? They're talking by the car, and they're like backing up, backing up, and then the back window. You can right, see the back window, right you can at, see it. You yeah. can see it right at the top. Easter egg for anyone who's going to run out and rent singles after this. Run on down to the video store, wherever one of those is. <laughs> no one's going to do that. Oh, boy. Yeah, why do you need to when you're getting such a great description of this classic Seattle banger? But then, you know, he lets her in the car. She sits down, and she reaches over, and she lifts up the button. Oh, the whole thing about if she really cares about you. She'll lift up that button. She'll open the door for you. Yes. Yes. Because back, just, you know, children listening... Car locks weren't always automatic. <laughs> Jesus, this was a long time ago. <laughs> like, you couldn't just hit a button and all the fucking doors unlocked. You had to like literally unlock doors. You literally now don't even have to press a button. You just like <laughs> near the car and it's <laughs> like, unlock. oh, you want in? And it yeah. opens up for you. Come on in. But yeah, you had to lift the lock and then mm-hmm. they would be able to unlock it. And gentlemen would use this as a thing like, does this woman really care about me? If she just let her in the car? If she doesn't lift up that button? No, no, no. Next, Kira Sedgwick goes over to Campbell Scott's apartment because they're buddies now. They're buddy pals. They sit in the courtyard, and Campbell Scott gives her a rundown of all the people that live in the place, which are all the characters that we've already met. All the characters met. live in the same, like, uh, I guess it's a courtyard that has all these yeah, apartments. Yeah, it's just an apartment building. But he's, he's given the rundown of all these people, but we've already met them all. <laughs> so this scene, we don't need this scene because we know them. Right. Like, we have to see them all in the same place, though. I guess. Sure. You could just have them, like, they're going in, Kira Sedgwick and Campbell Scott are going into the apartment, and you could see Cliff, Matt Dillon's character, like, smoking a cigarette, and him nod to him, and then that's it. Yeah. I mean, just that they all exist in the same space, right? Yeah. There's not, like, and that's Bridget Fonda. And, and Bridget Fonda she goes down to Cliff. Cliff. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. And there's Debbie. Always looking for a date, and she hates her roommate. What a shitty character. That's, <laughs> what a shitty written character. Just terrible. Just terrible for her. It's like, oh, we need another character in here. I guess uh, let's make a woman who wants dates. <laughs> Good job, Cameron Crowe. So sad. <laughs> Way yeah. to go. Then we go upstairs to Campbell's apartment. He is explaining his train idea to her. <laughs> Then Kira uh, starts checking out his records. She's like, oh, my God, you still have records, which are now a thing that everyone has again. <laughs> yeah, so it was all CDs back then. Records came back. Like four times. Yeah. Yeah. The Tamagotchi hasn't come back yet. I don't know what that is. It's a little pet on a keychain <laughs> that you got to keep alive. They were all the rage in You have an MP3 player. <laughs> I do. You, it's you tight. crazy ass. <laughs> it works. This is Sony? Sony? It's a Sony MP3 player. MP3 yes, sir. Player. Sony Walkman. Sony Walkman MP3 player. Yes. From 1992. No, I got it in 2010. Sorry, 2010. <laughs> it's 10 years old. Where am I in this dumbass movie? She saw uh, records. Oh, yeah. And she's super stoked on fucking records. You know. Kira then <laughs> tells... <laughs> Tells Campbell Scott, her perfect man is the blend of Holden Caulfield and Mel Gibson. Wow, that's an age well. Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> Unfortunate. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Little did she know about Mel Gibson. 
Do you know who Holden Caulfield is? Uh, Catcher in the Rye? (laughs) (laughs) The character of Catcher in the Rye. I mean, I've read that book in high school, but I don't fucking remember anything about it. And people, like, worship Holden Caulfield, but I don't... He didn't stick with me, pal. somebody we know named their kid after that character. (laughs) Pretty sure. Yeah, me too. Which makes me want to read that book to see what's so fucking cool about that book is, like... 80 pages long yes. It's not that long I yeah. know I have it upstairs Well you should read it Well You fuck Reading <laughs> <laughs> Reading's like a chore <laughs> You do that shit on planes <laughs> Not not so much on the Mel Gibson I, I side have, I have uh, all these movies You have a lot of movies to watch I don't have time for all these fucking yeah. books Fuck Give me a Catcher in the Rye movie. Oh shit, I have one. <laughs> all these, uh, all these Martin Lawrence movies aren't going to watch themselves. Let me ask you a question about Martin Lawrence. You brought it up. Has he made anything good besides the Bad Boy movies? Because I've watched like four of his movies since watching the Bad Boys movies, and they're all fucking terrible. Big Mama's House. Okay. All right. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> You're right. You asked for it. But, like, I watched What's the Worst That Could Happen. Yeah, that's not Fucking good. Black Knight. Yeah, that's not bad. No, I've it's watched bad. that before. That's not bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> oh, but those Bad Boys movies, hot damn. Good stuff. They're all great. Quality. Then Kira starts telling Scandal Scott about all of her ex-boyfriends, which dudes love to just hear you talk about your ex-boyfriends. <laughs> we just love to just sit around. And I'm sure, like, you out there, you love to hear about our ex-girlfriends. I'm sure everybody I'm sure, yeah. it's on Earth just loves listening to somebody else talk about their ex while trying to date them. Does she do a, do they do a flashback in this? Or a flash, whatever? Yes. They flashback to, like, she had a boyfriend with a ponytail, and he was, like, super sensitive guy. And they flashback to somebody else, but I didn't write it down because I didn't think it was important. <laughs> anyway, they, they end the night with a handshake, and then after the handshake, Kira Sedgwick comes back, and they are like, oh, good night. And then... Campbell Scott holds out his garage door opener and is like, "Next time you don't ha- you can park underground." Aww. And she sees this and it scares her and she darts off into the night. <laughs> I thought her jeans were gonna fly off. You know, you would think they have the same garage door opener fetish, so you would think that that they're, would be they're kind of perfect for each other. That would make those jeans just disappear, like goddamn David Copperfield did to the Statue of Liberty that one time. Remember that? I do. You know how but they, I'm 50 years old. Do you know how they did it? No. They, how, how'd they do it? They just moved the camera. No. And shot a part of the water that didn't have the... No, they made the fucker disappear. What? What do you mean? <laughs> do you think he actually made the statue I have, disappear? I have no idea. I didn't think about it after he did it. I was like, oh, look at that. That's cool. And then I moved on with my life. Because that was like 40 years ago that he made it disappear. You moved the camera. That's all. Can you believe it? I, no, I don't believe it. Well, look it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, Maybe I'll read a book about it. <laughs> well, that'd be one of us. Kira Cedric goes home. Campbell Scott follows her because he's a fucking creep. And she finally gives him a goddamn kiss. She opens the door and he goes, I was nowhere near your neighborhood. And she finds that very charming kiss. Jeans time! Here comes the jeans. At one point, she's riding him. <laughs> Excuse me? She's riding his hog. And 
<laughs> and uh, she says, what are you thinking about? And they cut to just an like interview footage of a Sonics player named Xavier McDaniel. Oh, yeah. Talking about his game. The X-Men. Yeah. And then he turns to the camera and he goes, hey, Steve, don't come. That's funny. And it's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it'd probably be funnier if you were a basketball fan, right? Seattle basketball fan. Yeah. I mean, Seattle doesn't have a basketball team anymore, so now people are just confused. They don't know who he is. By the scene. You show this shit to a fucking 17-year-old, and they're going to be like... This is just a basketball player telling them not to come. Yeah. Why Why? Why aren't they using cell phones? Why Why aren't they talking on cell phones? Why do you just think about baseball? Because that's really fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> you should do the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that what you do? Eh. I'm not going to give you my secrets. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you my secrets in bed, CB. <laughs> That's not what kind of show this is. <laughs> That's for a different podcast? Yeah, I have another podcast. It's all about sex. You're not invited. <laughs> it's called Hog Wild. <laughs> oh, God. I had lemonade in my mouth and I coughed it up into my nose. He's trying to make you do a spit take. <laughs> my throat and nose are burning. Wow. <laughs> Oh, you fucked me over. This is what I get for talking about people's dicks. That's a really time. good. That's a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> Next, we're going back to Bridget Fonda. Finally, she's pacing around her apartment, waiting for Matt Dillon to call. He's late for dinner. She's making dinner. She decides to call him and gets a busy signal. She's doing this shit where she's like, if I crumble up this piece of paper and throw it in the trash can, it means that we're meant to be. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit that you did when you were younger, when you, like, uh, if this certain song comes on. Like, it's time. You know, yeah. That, then we're going to jeans. You know, that right, kind of. right, right, right. She gets a busy signal. She's like, oh, well, you know, I guess I should, should explain it. For those who don't understand what a busy signal is, <laughs> there's a point in time where if you called someone and they were on the phone, you would get a beep, 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 which meant that somebody was on the phone. They couldn't, there was no call waiting. The phone was busy. It was busy. So she runs to Campbell Scott for advice. He tells her that Matt Dillon likes Amazon women, big butts, big boobs, women. Uh, okay, <laughs> Campbell Scott. Uh, next, Bridget Fonda is with Matt Dillon, and they're in his room, and he has a bunch of like naked women on his wall amongst like show posters and stuff. He has a show poster on his wall for the band Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Oh, oh. <clears throat> that seems out of place for him. Doesn't it? That's a, that's a fucking ska band. Yeah. And I'd like to just have a moment here about the name of that band. <laughs> Cherry Poppin' Daddies. You have the floor, sir. They, they're, they're calling their, they might, like, we're the Divergenizers. Like, that's the band name, basically. Am I, am I off here? When they were sitting around, like, all 19 of them that are in that band, <laughs> they were like, uh, Cherry Poppin' Daddies? Anyone? How many of us have fucked a virgin? <laughs> like, like, what is going on? And that became a band that was like yeah, on big, MTV. Big and band, like, big band. The Virginizers sounds kind of cool, though. Sounds like a really good metal band. But anyway. <laughs> Not so good at a, as a ska band. No. Okay. Cherry, cherry Poppin' Daddy. So then, uh, <laughs> so Bridget Fonda then looks at Matt, Matt Dillon and says, do you think that my breasts are too small? And there's this long pause. And he looks at her and goes, sometimes? Right, right, right. <laughs> Which is just, that's that's his character. So she decides to get implants. 
That's right. She was trying to work to get implants. She goes. Wow. She goes to the implantery. Maybe this movie isn't good. <laughs> and <laughs> Bill Pullman's the doctor. He's great. He is. Bill Pullman is great. He's great in anything. Man, he's watching this show called The Sinner with him in it. Huh. And he plays a detective. Oh. And he is like, I mean, the show's written really well and looks really great, but he's like on another level. Huh. Like he's not in the show. His character is, is in another show completely, which makes it so entertaining. Huh. Like it's he's great. I'll check it out. So he's the doctor who's who's the the, the boob doctor. Basically. Yeah, Bill fucking Pullman is the goddamn boob doctor, and he's got a trophy bass hanging on his wall. I wrote that down. I don't know why. You like fish? Thought it was interesting. There's trophy bass on the wall. Fun. So they sit down in front of a computer and they do this weird science type of bullshit where they show a woman and they're like increasing and decreasing the size of the boobs. Oh, the computer. The yeah. And the doctor's like, here's, you know, this is reasonable. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, ah, no, how about this? And then they're like, let's split the difference. And that's what they decide to go with. And then it cuts to her hanging the printout of her future boob aug- augmentation thing on her fridge and she's dancing around in her kitchen to touch me i'm sick by mud honey nice good song <laughs> which uh, isn't bill pullman like trying to talk her out of it a little later yeah Spoiler. Uh, sorry jumped ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's another like she's dancing around her kitchen but this fucking loud grunge song is playing and i'm like i don't i don't know that people danced to grunge like, people are dancing during Alice in Chains and dancing during fucking... Uh, well, they're not doing that dance that you're doing, doing right now. They're doing this. You're doing, like, a waltz. They're, like, That's, they're not doing that. Touch me, I'm sick. Yeah, they're, they're, it's more like a fucking thrashing kind of moshing thing, right? Mm, she's having a blast in the kitchen. Back to Kira Sedgwick. She's talking to her pal... And we intercut this scene with Campbell Scott talking to his pals, his pals being Cliff, Debbie, Bohemian Guy, <laughs> and <laughs> Bridget Fonda. That's his clique. And then fucking Kira Sedgwick has, like, this other woman who just, like, hangs out for Kira Sedgwick to they have just, somebody They to just talk sit to. by the troll and, and have lunch <laughs> or something like They're that. They're just eating lunch by the troll, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they do. They're under a bridge that's covered in bum piss. Just munching sandwiches, getting viruses. Uh, And we're cutting back and forth. Kira Sedgwick is talking, I don't want to play no games. And then Campbell Scott's like, I'm going to call her today, you know? Like, it's been a day, I'm going to call her today. And they're like, no, 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 you can't call her today. Three days. You got to wait three days. You got to do whatever. So he finally agrees with them. Okay, I won't call her for a few days. And, you know, uh, that goes bad because he doesn't call her for four days. And she's really pissed off. Right, because she was waiting for him to call. Yeah. Then Campbell Scott shows up at her work, and he's like, why are you mad? And she's like, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just fine, you know, through gritted teeth. And she finally uh, tells him to go fuck himself, you know, get out of here. And then the next scene, he did the, he does this thing that I refer to as the Costanza, because <laughs> George Costanza did this in an episode of Seinfeld where he left something behind at a woman's apartment, so he had an inn to get back over there. Oh, wow. So Campbell Scott left his blue T-shirt at her apartment, which I don't know how he went home with no shirt on. <laughs> but, blue T-shirt that he just didn't care about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I need to get my blue T-shirt back. And she's like, and next scene, she's cleaning her toilet with the blue T-shirt. <laughs> so that's fun. 
Then the friend with the video date thing goes to do her video date. Tim Burton is there. <laughs> That's right, Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton. He's Brian. Or something like He's that. standing in the background and the the no makeup, no makeup. And this woman is telling Debbie, you know, I'm going to make you look great for your video, and if you give us an extra twenty dollars, Brian will film it. And then they cut the <laughs> Tim Burton, and he looks at her and goes, thirty. <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, Debbie's like, well, is he even worth it? And the girl's like, come on, he's the next Martin Scorsese, <laughs> which is funny. It's funny. It's funny. Yeah. This is fucking what Tim a, Burton. What a weird. What a weird. Yeah. Like scene. what a strange cameo. What a strange scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we get Tim Burton in on the scene? Right. Like, get him. I get my buddy Tim to come over and fly to Seattle and. Yeah, get him off the Beetlejuice set. Tell him to like not. He's not doing anything else right now. Tell him not to spike his hair out like a maniac right now. Just to look like a normie. <laughs> Tell him he doesn't need to look like Robert Smith from The Cure right now. So they do the video, and then she shows the video for <laughs> to her friends, and it's fucking insane. It's, it's yeah. It's She's mess. flying through the air like Superman and talking about what she wants in a man. She's taking a shower at one point. She's in her underwear, like smoking a cigarette and. Yeah, it's weird, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's... I remember that part being really funny." It is. It's very funny, but everybody and everybody's like, "Oh, it's great. You're definitely gonna meet a normal guy." Next, we have a band meeting. It's Citizen Dick all sitting there. Eddie Vedder actually gets a line in this scene. Eddie Vedder does well. Like the whole band, they all do pretty well in this right. scene. Isn't that like in the Comet or? The old Comet? I think so. Or yeah. OK Hotel or something. I think it's in the old yeah. Comet. They read a review of the band's demo, and Cliff's like, don't read it out loud. I don't want to hear any bad stuff about myself. And they're like reading it, reading, reading it. And Eddie Vedder keeps looking back up at him. And it's super funny because he's like looking at him like, oh. And then he like turns the page and keeps reading. And then at the end, he's like, oh, well, it says he was ably backed by Eddie Vedder. Stone Gossard and Jeff Amet, which they're all playing themselves in this movie, I guess. Which is hilarious. Getting real meta. <laughs> and Matt Dillon, of course, is very sad about people not liking the Citizen Dick demo. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a song called Touch Me, I'm Dick. Touch Me, I'm Dick. <laughs> which is. <laughs> stupid oh so back at the tit job shop Campbell Scott has taken Bridget Fonda to get him blown up and we're 51 minutes into this movie and fuck all has happened nothing really has happened so Campbell Scott starts asking Bridget Fonda what she looks for in a man and at this point I'm like okay there's not gonna be anything interesting to happen in this movie there's not going to be an alien attacker an axe murder anywhere this is just what this is anyway bill pullman tells bridget fonda that she's that he thinks she's perfect and she doesn't need those big old things jammed, right, right, right. jammed in her and uh she's like well, you should part your hair differently and like messes up his hair <laughs> and i was like oh you look better now <laughs> and then she gives him a little kiss and decides not to go through with the operation, which I thought was a good idea because they weren't in a hospital or a doctor's office. They were just in like a dentist chair. <laughs> They're in the laundromat. <laughs> trying to figure this out. And I'm like, there's no anesthesia around Why do they here? do like, it like in the moment? They, it's a surgery. They already talked about They already had that meeting. 
Now we're back. We're at the thing where she's supposed to get them blown up, you know? Yeah. They stick a balloon in there and then they go. And they, that's, yeah. That's, I've heard that's the procedure. <laughs> they tie it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you run into like a pin cushion, it goes. <laughs> and then you get that nice scar on your underboob oh. for the rest of your life. I think they do it differently now. I think they go straight through your areola. They go through the nip. Do you know a lot about this? I'm just making shit up. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen pornos that have the scar underneath. Nice. And there's a big old thing. This, like, is your, this is some of your, this is for a hog wild. Oh, Save God. it for hog wild. I got an itch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, you know, you've seen a scar under there. Save it for hog wild. <laughs> anyway. So she leaves. She goes, she's like, fuck, I'm not getting this and, operation. Yeah, she's out. Do we ever see Bill Pullman again? You. God. What a waste. I mean, he probably was expensive. I guess not back in 1992. Maybe. To do a cameo and... To pop up. Singles? Craft singles. <laughs> Next, Matt Dillon is mad because their gig in Portland didn't do well. Him and the band are sitting on a couch watching like a documentary about bees. Yeah, and he keeps right. talking and Eddie Vedder keeps going, shh, shh, shut up. Let me hear this. <laughs> Then Bridget Fonda's sitting on the couch with him, and he's just, you know, completely consumed with his own bullshit. Then at some point, she said that she's just looking for a man to say gesundheit when she sneezes. Oh, Or yeah. bless you. Yeah. You know. I remember this. And so she's sitting on the couch. She sneezes. Matt Dillon doesn't say anything. She sneezes again on purpose, and he still doesn't say anything. And that's when she realizes she doesn't need to be with Matt Dillon. Right. And, he might not be right for her. Yeah. And it's, she's she's very stoked about her decision. She's happy about her decision. And at this point, I'm like, oh, well, her story's over. She just gives up. She's like, fuck it. Yeah. She's, this, this, this is kind of similar to the hocus pocus about open the door that yes. Gable Scott has. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Everybody's got their thing. Do you have a thing? Sure. Uh, no. It's been a long time. <laughs> so, it's I don't been a long time. I don't, I don't have a you, thing. I don't expect you to remember what your thing was. <laughs> That you looked for. A My woman thing to is do. just be nice. <laughs> just be nice to me. And that's all I want. They've been married for a while. Yeah. So you're not going to remember. <laughs> you're not getting divorced. So there's not going to be a time where you're like, man, I'm 50 and I have to start dating again. Oh, God. <laughs> what a fucking oh, nightmare. What a nightmare that would be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, CB. Can you the... imagine having a date right now? You're 40. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would rather just die than try to go on a date right now. Dating, especially, like... I'd have to find a nice 70-year-old. Just <laughs> Dating back in Jersey was dumb, uh, you know, but there's always somebody around. That's sure, like, I mean, there's, ah, there's yeah, somebody around for everybody. Let's date. Sure. In Seattle, uh, it was a little tougher, because they'd be like, yeah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And like, they never they're like, yeah, 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 let's hang out. And then they'd be like, nah, 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 nah. and it just said, you know, it was a thing that just, I'm yeah, not but, trying, but, I'm but, not trying but, to get but, on the yeah. couch right now and you know, have you be my shrink about <laughs> all these failed experiences. <laughs> but so they, yeah, they, they, they had their thing. He didn't, he didn't say tight yeah. or bless you. And she realized she didn't need him. She, and in that moment, they like did like a little push in and she was like, thinking yeah. about it and yeah and i think i think i'm not 100 percent on this but i think she did a talk to the camera thing where she was like this is when i realized that i don't need this guy so now we go over and we see what old kira's up to she's gotten back together with campbell scott at this point 
and they're kissing in the rain, you know. That, How far into this movie are we? <laughs> about an hour. <laughs> We're almost there. Then she tells Campbell Scott the words, No man wants to hear. I'm a little late this month. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I'm a little late. Yeah. Mm. Does no one want to hear that? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no child. A man with four children. Uh, well, yeah, so you love hearing it. You're oh, like, oh, uh, bring on another one. Like, sure, let's, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, let's go. Why not? Oh, God, you bring another one. Basketball team. <laughs> let's, let's just have some kids. So... He goes to buy some pregnancy tests, and Jeremy Piffin. Piffin's the, there. He's the cashier. He's the cashier, and he's nice. talking about, like, I guess Campbell Scott used to, used to be, be a, a DJ. DJ. Yeah. And he's yelling, you're the man. You're the greatest. You're the best. We're having a party tonight. You got to come to this party. And then he sees the pregnancy test. He's like, or maybe you're busy. <laughs> Piffin's really good in this. Yeah. Where is Piffin? Well, he did Entourage, and then. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. He just decided. I think there was some allegations. Oh, man. Come on. Don't tell me that. I think so. Because I mean, he hasn't done anything in a while. It's true. So there are probably some allegations. Honoraj is bad. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but I like Piven. I like him, too. You know. He made a bunch of really good movies. Yeah. PCU, man. Oh, God. <laughs> PCU is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Top 20. Got you some know. John Favreau in there it's as a dread. Fucking John Favreau. The Fav. Who went on to be a fucking, like, <laughs> directing fucking billion-dollar films. You know, good on you, John Favreau. Good on you. If good. you're listening to this, <laughs> which you're most certainly not, good job. Come find me, if you are. Come get me. I want to talk to you about PCU and nothing else. <laughs> so they they then show them doing some crazy fucking complicated pregnancy test. Because back then, I guess you didn't just piss on a stick and look for a line. It was like... You pour piss into another thing, and then you wait 10 minutes, and you see if it changes color. You had, had to put gas in it. That's how you, had <laughs> to, you had to pour gas in it. They had to fart in it? Is that no, you had to put like gasoline, like you needed to gas What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You're making that up, right? I mean, you probably used one of these fucked up pregnancy I, tests. I'm, I'm like. totally making it up. So then they do the pregnancy <laughs> test. They find out she finds out she's pregnant. Yeah. They like look at it, and they're like, I don't know if it's blue, you know, and they're not showing it on camera. And they're like, let's hold it up next to something that is blue. And they're like, ah, oh, maybe it's blue. And then like they're like, they're both like, yeah, I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. And they walk away. And then you see it, and it's blue. It's blue. It's hundred percent blue. Next, Campbell Scott, he's pitching his train idea. They say we're gonna have you talk to the mayor. Kira Sedgwick is worried about being pregnant. Next, we meet the guys who've responded to the dating video. We get to see all their videos, and there's like a juiced up guy. He's like, I'm really sensitive, but people don't believe it because I'm so juiced. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a one of the dudes that started Sub Pop is one of the the guys. And then there's a dude that I thought was Michael Bay because it looks exactly <laughs> like Michael Bay. And I kept writing down that it was Michael Bay. But I, then I looked it up and it wasn't Michael Bay. <laughs> it's Peter Horton, that guy. Yeah. His blonde hair. like Yeah, blonde. he looks like Michael Bay. Yeah, he does. Because I was like, man, it's weird that Michael Bay is in this movie. Is it? <laughs> and there's no explosion? Yeah. Tim Burton's in it? Come on. So Debbie picks Michael Bay, and he's into bicycles, and she like goes to a restaurant to meet him, and they're, they're like, oh, is your date late? Are you sure he's not at the other one of these restaurants? And she's like, oh, there's another one, and she bikes over to that one. And then he's gone, and he's just gone to her apartment because she he called the video place, and they were like, yeah, here's her address, which fucking... <laughs> 
Nope. Why don't you just go to her house and meet her? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just stalk her down? Um, and by the time she gets there, Michael Bay is having a blast with a roommate that she hates. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? And she's like a sweaty mess because she's yeah. been biking all over the city. Mm-hmm. And then they have this whole scene where she's arguing with a roommate and the roommate's like, how much for him? And she's like, $200. And she's like, no, I'm not going to give you $200. And they settle on $80, and the woman does the dishes all month. That's how much Michael Bay is worth. Yeah, well, fair. That's fair. If somebody offered $80 and dish dish duty for a month for me? Would you be upset by that? I'd be in love. <laughs> I'd be like, you got ripped. <laughs> like, five bucks, period. Five <laughs> bucks in this old toothpick in my pocket. <laughs> Next, Campbell Scott proposes to Keir Sedgwick. And then they go to Gasworks Park to talk about it. Because if you're going to shoot anything in Seattle, Gasworks got to pop up. Ten Things I Hate About You was shot in Seattle. Ten Things I Hate About You was shot in Tacoma. Well, they had a scene at Gasworks. Stadium, Stadium High School. Well, but yeah. Okay. It was shot all around. Okay. <laughs> the high school was in Tacoma. Yes, CB. Good fucking God. You did, big... they say that, they, did they say, like, this is Seattle in 10 Things I Hate About You? I don't think so. That's a pretty good movie, too. But they shoot us. There's a scene at the Troll. Okay. I love 10 Things I Hate About You. It's good. I used to watch it on VHS every day. Every day. Literally. There would be days where I would watch it, it would rewind, and I'd just watch it again. Weird. <laughs> I'm an enigma. <laughs> I don't like it that much. <laughs> I love it. They agree to get married. They're sitting at Gasworks Park. They agree that it's a good idea. Then they get in a car accident, and she miscarries. And now the movie is a bummer. Yeah, that's brutal. They're in, like, the hospital. She wakes up, and she's like, I lost the baby, huh? And he's like, yeah, and she, like, rolls over and is crying. Yeah. And there's nothing he can do for her. And then she tells Campbell Scott that she just needs some time alone, and her job has a thing where she's going to get on a boat and go to Alaska for a month and fucking catch crab, go crab fishing, not catch crabs. Go crabbing. <laughs> that would be a whole different movie. Yeah. Next, Matt Dillon tries to get back together with Bridget Fonda, so th- her story's not over, like I initially had thought. Matt Dillon put a new stereo in her car. Oh, that scene. Then he keeps cranking it up. When and, they're watching, yeah. And Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell comes, comes wandering out and stands there and, like, stares at the car. And it shatters all the windows in her car. And yeah. he's like, I'll get that fixed. And that's a really funny scene. It's in the, yeah. I think it's in the trailer. Then Campbell Scott is, he's deep diving into his train work at his job, which, like, watching this, I'm like, so this guy's job was to design a train that may not get built? <laughs> like that's what he's been doing for months at his job is that what people do at jobs they just come up with ideas and work on the ideas absolutely and then, that's that's, that's more, more, more the jobs in seattle are that's insane. That's all the jobs in seattle <laughs> that's crazy to me <laughs> that they pay what people is, what a strange thing for the character to do like be his job right yeah a train designer yeah <laughs> i mean in seattle i mean it's i don't know anyway well it came true the train. It, it did. It did come true. So there's that. <laughs> anyway, month has passed. He goes to pick up Kira Sedgwick on the docks. It's super awkward. And then they just decide to be friends. Now we go to a Soundgarden show. That Soundgarden show that I mentioned earlier. Did I ever tell you the time I met Kim Thale? <laughs> did you? Yeah. Where'd you meet Kim Thale? Was it at the theater? <laughs> it was at a show at the theater. <laughs> and uh, it was like a private. Uh, this dude was doing 
playing his new record, and it was a private thing just for like certain people. And I didn't know it was Kim Thale. And I was standing there with our front of house person. And Kim Thale tries to go up to the green room. And we're like, hey, man, the only people that can be up there are like fans and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to Kim Thale. You gave him the old, uh, you gave him the business. You gave him yeah. the stiff arm. You're like, yeah. no, sir, you can't. Can't go up there. And he was super cool about it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, I was just, you know, wanted to see what's up there. And, you know, we're like, yeah, like, you know. No, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm only like a rock god. <laughs> Sure. It's cool, so then man. later on in the night, I'm talking to the guy whose show it was, and he points at Kim Thale and he's like, Can you believe that Kim Thale's here? And I look over and I'm like, I told him that he couldn't go up to the green room. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, You did what? What an embarrassing story. Uh, that is embarrassing. You should be embarrassed. Yeah, I am. So, Campbell Scott's at the show. He is on the payphone. People are beaten on the door of the payphone because I think it's the bathroom, which is funny. And he's leaving a message on her machine, on her answering machine. See, there used to be these machines <laughs> back in the 90s that had a little tape in them. And you'd call somebody's house and you'd get the little tape and you'd record a, a message to the little tape. And then when you would fill the side up, you would flip it over and use the other side. Yes. Or you could rewind the tape and just record just, again. Yeah. An amazing time for technology. <laughs> he leaves this long-winded message about how he loves her and wants to be back together with her. And she gets home, tries to play the tape, and the machine destroys the tape. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so now we get the old Tom Skerritt as the mayor. <laughs> Tom Skerritt, Seattle legend. He's like 107 years old now. He's around here somewhere still. He's still here. Is he still here? Yeah, he's okay. still here. He just made a movie with SJ over at Oh, that's Shiro. right. That's right. Movie uh, where they hit it, that, like an 80-year-old man walking around the desert. Tom Skerritt rejects the train idea. Says, no, this isn't a good idea. Whoever approved of the light rail in Seattle, they're miles ahead of Tom Skerritt as mayor. Campbell Scott returns to work, grabs his shit, and gets out. <laughs> then Debbie... They round out Debbie's story. She's going to Hawaii. She asks the, the flight person selling her the ticket to sit her next to a single guy. And the woman's like, okay. And she sits him next to like a 12-year-old. And the kid like talks her ear off the Jeez. whole time. Yeah. But then when she gets off the plane, she meets the kid's dad. And apparently they hook up. It's never on camera. What Somebody a, just yeah. explains That's it. That's such a strange story. Yeah. Matt Dillon just tells us about it. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Doesn't show he it. wrap up the whole thing? It's just him telling her. Uh, yeah, kind of. He wraps up her story. I'm jumping ahead again. Which is Sorry. which is weird. He wraps up Debbie's story. <laughs> but, you know. So Kira Sedgwick gets back together with her old boyfriend Andy, ponytail guy. What's worse, ponytail or man bun? Man bun. Trick question. They're both terrible. Okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> at the same time. Campbell Scott has fallen into a deep depression. They show him in his apartment. There's pizza everywhere. Beer uh, cans. You know. He's wearing a mud honey shirt. Dirty dishes. He's playing with his toy train that he made. I think there's a lot of parallels between him and I, which means me, <laughs> which leads me to believe that I'm depressed because I just sit downstairs in a room full of old pizza boxes and trains. It looks like the room we're sitting in right now. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Bridget Fonda comes for a visit and tells him he's wigging. You're wigging. She then tries to cheer him up and he goes in for a kiss. Like, you know. Hey, hey, 
hey, that's too much. Weird. You're doing too much. And uh, she's just like, yeah, you know, you're just sad. And then that really good Smashing Pumpkin song plays. The one from the single soundtrack. I don't know of that one. Yeah, or, any, really... or any Smashing Good Smashing oh, Pumpkin song. Oh, you are a jerk. You know that? You wanted to go see 311, for fuck's sake. Hey, I stand by that. You're an asshole. Smashing, I stand by that. What Smashing Pumpkin song? You know, the one, I don't know. I'm not, it's, it's the you good don't one. even know. It's the good one. I don't <laughs> I can. It's a really good song. It's the one from the single soundtrack. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I don't, you know. It sounds like a Smashing Pumpkin song. <laughs> That's the thing. They all sound the same. Oh, and you're going to talk about 311. Like, their discography is like, <laughs> like it spans genres. Drown. Yes, that's the one. Okay, sure. It's a great song. Okay. You should give it a listen. Okay. Everyone out there, give it a listen. Drown. Billy Corgan, give me some money. Matt Dillon then tries to get back with Bridget Fonda, and she's still not into it. And now I think their story's finally over, but I'm wrong. Well, let's see what Kira Sedgwick's doing. She's over there. She's missing Campbell Scott. So then Campbell Scott, they cut to a scene of Campbell Scott staring at a fax machine, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's put a bunch of resumes out, and he's just waiting for a reply through his fax machine. At home? He had a fax machine at home? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> He's rich as shit. Yeah. If yep. you're having a fax, that's a, that's a dedicated phone line. To have a fax machine. It's crazy. And this is when Kira Sedgwick shows up at his door. And uh, she says, I was nowhere in, near your neighborhood. Just like he said. Don't oh, yeah, yeah. And she says, I don't need you as my girlfriend. You know, I don't need to be your girlfriend. I just need you in my life. And then they kiss and they jeans. And it apparently seems like they do need to be <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend. Because they're jeans and kissing. They could just be jeans friends. I guess. You ever had a jeans friend? No, no you haven't. No, Sorry. nobody. nobody. The, these jeans. They're spoken for. <laughs> uh, well, they're spoken for right now. Yes, <laughs> but even when I was a single wandering around, nobody was like, "That's the that's the one I'm picking." I want to be friends, jeans friends with that guy. <laughs> yeah, that nobody guy. was like, "Yeah, him." Like that's for someone handsome with a strong hog. <laughs> Uh, not me. This tiny frame. Hog strong. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be this tiny, this tiny frame. (laughs) You're going to be friends with, you're going to be jeans friends with somebody that has, you know, the business down there. Honk, honk, toot, toot. (laughs) You're not picking any old person to jeans out with. Where am I? So they're hanging. <laughs> what are we talking about? <clears throat> I'm thinking their story's uh, over. Oh, yeah, they get back together. They never mention what happened with Ponytail Guy. Fuck him. You know? <laughs> she just let him go. <laughs> like, or she's fucking around on him. Who knows? Who knows what's happening? Uh, who cares? Main characters are happy, right? That's what we want. Lastly, Matt Dillon and Bridget Fonda, they're in an elevator together. She sneezes. He says, bless you. He says, bless you. And that's there all she go. ever wanted. They kiss, and their story is now finally over. And then we get this flyover shot. Starts at the apartment, which the apartment still exists. It's oh, still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive by it all the time. still there. It's I nice. looked it up on Google Maps. It's my house. hey Nice. Uh, they do a flyover, and they, you, know, you see a bunch of houses that probably aren't there anymore because they're all turned into condos now. And that... Singles is over. Yeah. That was singles. It's good stuff, man. You like singles? 
I thought I did. What What did you not like about it in the retelling? <laughs> I don't remember the stories being so all over the place, and and uh, I'm not really sure what it was about. <laughs> well, you really are getting it secondhand from me, so that might explain why it's all over the place. <laughs> I'm not really sure I'm a, I've ever been a Cameron Crowe fan. It's about singles. I never. I, I'm not really sure. I like his. I'm into his films. I know that they they exist, and there's a reason for them. But like, it's not really my jam. You don't like say anything. <laughs> not really. Uh, I think Almost Famous is probably like the 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 apex mountain for that guy, like the biggest thing. Oh, you like that one? I like. I think it's good. Nah. Yeah. What else? It's pretty what, sentimental. What else has old CC got into? Faithy Deville. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, Jerry Maguire, dude. He did Jerry Maguire. Oh, did you know that the human head weighs eight pounds? That was the next movie. That was after uh, that was singles. the next thing he did. Yep, and then Almost Famous. Oh. I mean, he did a bunch of like music video stuff in there for for the grunge folks. What did he do before? I mean, was Say Anything like the first? Say Anything was kind of the first thing he directed. He was a writer on Fast Times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he loves the ensemble. So then the Almost Famous and then the Vanilla Sky. No, I never saw that. Eh, Elizabeth Town. <laughs> Orlando Bloom. Please, no. <laughs> uh, then we get a What We Bought a Zoo. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he directed We Bought a Zoo? I can't hear anything anymore. <laughs> you just blew my ears out. Did you see We Bought a Zoo? No. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Nobody on earth saw We Bought a Zoo. No, I didn't see it either. We Bought a Zoo? We Bought a Zoo. Oh, my God. I think it's about someone who buys a zoo. Yeah, motherfucker. Matt what, Damon's. It's about Matt Damon getting mauled by a fucking rage-infected chimpanzee. Really? <laughs> I would watch that movie. Uh, I did not watch We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo. Yeah. No shit. I think the most recent thing he did was that TV show called Roadies. Oh, yeah. Which was on Showtime, which was unwatchable. My old pals Thath were on an episode of that. Who? Thath. The head and the heart. <laughs> Thath. Were they on that? Thath. They were on an episode. The head yeah. and the hearts yeah. was on that? Yeah. Those guys? Yeah. Were they like the band? Yeah. Because every episode had a, ba- had a band. Yeah, they were thathing around. Our friend Abby, who's a roadie. Well, not a roadie, but uh, she's a merch person. <laughs> she's, a, she's a merch. She's a merch. Tour and, manager. And, uh, you know, yeah. She does it all. We would go back and forth about how, how it was damn near unwatchable. Oh, roadies? Yeah. Roadies. Yeah, I never even gave it a chance. You didn't? Did you see it? No. You could see your friends. I am. You know, they were on an episode of that show with Rachel Bilson as well. Whatever that show was called on like the CW. Nope. And I caught their like cameo. Don't know that. You don't know Rachel Bilson? I've, she was I've, on the OC. Okay. Remember the OC? She was Summer. Yeah. On the OC. Yeah. Did you watch the OC? I did. Yeah, it was a tight show. It was good stuff. Until season four. Mm. Season four was garbage. I don't remember that far into it. You think they're going to bring it back? Why? They bring back everything Orange else. Orange County? <laughs> Anything that was slightly a hit is going to come back because nobody's got any new ideas. I saw this show called Dave on FX. With Little Dicky. With Little Dicky in yeah. it. Uh, they kept talking about Macklemore the whole episode. <laughs> they were making jokes about Macklemore, and I was like, they better not bring in fucking Macklemore. In the episode, he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He thinks Little Dicky's a sound guy, and so he's like, he just grabs the microphone. I appreciate that. Can you turn some turn the sound up on the monitors? And he walks out, and starts doing thrift store, uh. <laughs> or thrift shop, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> <laughs>
Goodwill. The song Goodwill. Yeah, yeah, the song about Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah, I know the I know that one. Yeah. That's where we're at now. We've gone from singles to Maybe we should remake singles. To Macklemore. <laughs> about the current group of singles. It'll just be people staring at their phones and swiping. <laughs> and that's it. I think that would be a great web series. The end. <laughs> the end it's over. <laughs> oh, and they all get a disease. From because they haven't cleaned their phones. Yeah, yeah. And they touch each other's faces. And they're faces. touching each other's fucking bings and bongs, you know, grabbing them things. Do they even touch bings and bongs anymore? They just swipe it. Huh? I don't are know. You, are you asking me if people still have sexual intercourse? I, I don't even know. I'm 50. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm pretty sure people still have sexual intercourse. I'm almost 50, okay? Just oh. let the record straight. Almost 50. The next Cameron Crowe movie. I don't know. Is he going to make another movie, you think? I don't I mean, know. God, this is like, that last five was like, ooh. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he's got his money. You think? He doesn't really need to. I think he's married to one of the Wilson sisters from uh, Heart. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant, It's like, an all Seattle, from, pro- this is an all Seattle program here. I thought you <laughs> meant from Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Singles. Singles. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.